When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Week one of NRL finals uh, is in the book and we speak to one man and one man only on the sporting capital when it comes to all things NRL. And that, of course, is uh, the former Panthers premiership player. He was solely responsible for that uh, premiership in 2005 uh, and a former Queensland origin player as well. I speak, of course, of Scotty Sattler, part of the SEN family. Hello, mate. Hey, Sammy. How are you? Yeah, um, exciting weekend. Week one of finals. They always are, aren't they? And uh, as you know, I love my AFL as well. So um, it, was, it was going to be hard to compete with AFL's week one of the finals because they were four absolute screamers. But I think we I think we nearly got there, you know. I think our last game of the weekend, which we'll cover, it had so much controversy, enough for, you know, talking points for the next two weeks. So we're classifying, in the AFL, it's been classified as definitely the, the, the greatest week one of the finals of the AFL era this century, maybe and up there in one of the best week ones of all time. How would you rank week one of the NRL finals series? Uh, exciting, um, nail-biting, controversial as well is probably the best one. Uh, I'm going to say the first night, the Parramatta Eels and Penrith. I thought that Penrith were always going to win that with Nathan Cleary coming back. It was a master class from a guy that's been out for six weeks and the leader of that side. Then you fast forward to Canberra beating Melbourne at Melbourne, which they've got a great record, mind you, but to lose it because the ball comes off the head of a Canberra player, which is play on in our game, and to score and lose the final, Melbourne Storm, tough way to lose. Then Saturday night, the exciting finish, golden, an extra time, five minutes each way, then golden point, which is unlimited time. Let's just keep playing on midnight if we have to until someone actually... Uh, gets a, a um, gets a point of any nature, and then to see the Cowboys win it the way they did a 45 metre field goal, just exciting, uh, exhilarating to watch. And then to finish rough Sunday afternoon with the South Roosters, who are just mortal enemies, not only on the field but their administration hate each other, the fans despise each other. They're two, you know, they're two regions in Sydney that sit side by side, and it, that just I thought it was one of the, the classic. Or uh, classic finals matches, I should say, Sammy, because it just had everything. You know, it had, you know, it had a bit of blood. It had some, you know, it had, uh, you know, just that gladiatorial type um, outcome as well. With there was just bodies strewn everywhere. The players not coming back on because of concussion, and yeah, it had everything. And then the Roosters, unfortunately, they just run out of times. Hey, uh, Sats, we I think Panthers did what we expected them to do. Four tries to one against Parramatta, who, who finished fourth. And, and that freshen up the week that they rested their stars um, seems to have been a, a wise move. And they just launched out of the blocks uh, in the manner that they did. I want to spend a bit of time on the Storm, though. Obviously, um, a 20 to 28 loss, as you mentioned, it was pretty cruel uh, the way that it went down. Things were pretty even keel after the first half. And um, Canberra just the better side in the second half. 
Does it feel like an end of an era to you? I mean, the, the history books are telling us that the last time um, that the Storm went out in week one of the finals was 2014, um, when the names uh, Cronk and Slater and Smith were all there, Hoffman uh, as well. Uh, that was the last time they finished outside the top four as well. And that's what's unfolded here with the Storm, who were in, entrenched in the top four after, I think, about round 12. And then the back half of the year didn't really pan out very well at all for them. And now there's a, a long list of players that looks uh, that are on the on the way out. And maybe even Cam Munster and Cam Smith even believes that it could be uh, by by storm uh, for Cam Munster to go on the open market. There's a big decision we made for him. Did it have an end of an era style vibe to you, the storm loss? Yeah, it's easy for us to, to come to that conclusion, Sammy, but because they've been so successful for so long, you know, their second year in the comp, they win the they win the NRL Grand Final. But I don't think so. They've always been one of the best clubs at recruiting, and yes, they've lost a lot of those key players that become really good recruitment um, recruitment angles themselves. You know, players wanting to go play with them, but yeah, we've got to remember they've got one of the most exciting fullbacks in the game, and Ryan Papenow oh, yes. out for the. You know, the, the last three quarters of the year because of that knee reconstruction. and So, yeah, he's a big in next year. You know, Munster's the key. If they can keep Munster and Jerome Hughes and they've got Harry Grant and, um, and they've got Ryan Pappenhaus at the back and they've got Xavier Coates and Justin Ollum, straight away you start rattling off those names and you go, well, that's a top four side, straight up. So, uh, no, I, I think they'll recruit wisely. Uh, I think they'll bring some, you know, a couple of extra players to, to come in to, to fill those... Um, those outgoing players like your Bromwich brothers who are getting sort of towards the end of their careers. They've signed a, a really exciting young back row by the name of Katoa, Ili Katoa from the Warriors. He's 21 years of age. He's, he's an absolute beast. And I think he'll be one of the best back rowers in the competition next year. So they recruit really wisely. So to answer your question, is it the end of an era? No, I don't think it is. I, I think it's the opportunity for them to peel back all the layers and start again, which is always frightening for other teams when you're up against Melbourne. And, you know, Craig Bellamy came out last week and he knows he's, we know he's said it on many occasions, Sammy, that this is his last year. But he's said 2023 is going to be his last year as head coach. He'll still be involved at the club in recruitment and coaching advisor. Um, nothing will change too much when he's still at the club. Uh, he just seems as though the, the game has got away from his coaching style and coaching techniques. But he'll still be around the club. They'll recruit well. 2023, they'll still be as dangerous as what they have been in the, in the past. So, what are you expecting to happen? Um, we mentioned and the Kafusi, we mentioned uh, the Bromwich names, uh, the the brothers Bromwich. Uh, but uh, Felice Kafusi, uh, Brandon Smith, uh, Hectic Cheese is uh, is on the way out the door as well. Uh, it's a two part question. What's your gut feel telling you um, about? Uh, what's your gut feel telling you about Cam Munster? Um, and what are, you, what are you expecting to happen um, with Craig Bellamy? Well, I don't think Bellamy will coach after 23, but he'll still be involved in the club um, in some sort of you know, reduced role, but even you know, an even far more important role when it comes to succession planning. So he'll still be around the club and he'll be part of recruitment, which is and you know, helping what, whoever the next coach is going to be. Um, but with Cam Munster, what's my gut telling me? My gut's telling me he'll go to the Dolphins because I think mm. it'd be more about lifestyle for Cam. His partner is from the Sunshine Coast. They've got a, a young a young baby who um, obviously they'd want to be closer to family. He's mm. from Rockhampton, which is closer to the, to, um, the Sunshine Coast and, and, and Redcliffe, the north side of Brisbane, is closer to Rockhampton. So... Now he's going to get. It's not going to be about money because he's going to get money wherever he goes. He's going to get a seven-figure salary. The only thing I think that we probably 
have to be respectful about is that the reason why he hasn't made a decision is because he just wants to see them get out of the way. He yeah. wants to wait and see whether they can win the comp, and if they don't, well, then he'll he'll address it. So now that they're out of the competition, he's got some pretty tough decisions to make. Can I just say, Sammy, I, I hope he stays at Melbourne. I, yeah. I want him to be a one-team player because he's been great for that club, but equally they've been great for him as well. They've they've turned him into a respectful young man after a couple of off-field incidences, which were always very questionable. But I hope he stays at Melbourne. But, but my gut is saying... He's going to go to, Dolph- to, to the Dolphins. But you know what? I like that he's kept it quiet. I like that it just hasn't been played out in the media and, and rumours. Um, he's he's a really loyal guy. He's a real, he's a proud Queenslander. He's a loyal man, Cam Master. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if he just comes out and says, you know, I've, I've, signed, at the, I've signed at the Melbourne Storm for the next two years and he may weigh up his options at the age of 29 and he may go back to, to Queensland when he's sort of approaching 29, 30. So... Um, but my gut's telling me Dolphins. I hope I'm wrong. Put it that way. Uh, Scotty Sattler with us on the Sporting Capital for NRL Nation. Um, Sats, the book of feuds, Roosters and South, before we get your tips for this weekend's games. Uh, another pretty brutal chapter written in it. I, I, I lost count of how many sin binnings. Um, there's concussion issues that have come out of this. Um, the, the belief that maybe Cam Murray uh, has, you know, Paul Kent saying that he, he, he knows how to have, uh, get around the concussion test. It's a big accusation. Um, were you comfortable with all the sin binnings that occurred uh, in the game? And the game itself has come under fire for maybe not being the most skillful and maybe the, the fact that it is these two rivals, it tended to be more almost like a square up match than a, than a than a rugby league finals match it was carnage but it's exactly what you get from those from those clashes it, i thought it was a classic finals match i thought we see it saw amazing rugby league and you know there's some so-called experts out there saying that they didn't see any skill from that game well i i saw cody walker the number six for south sydney involved in every try which was just pure class we saw a South Sydney team that were down to 11 players up against 12 uh, Roosters players, and at some stages 13 Roosters players, and they still scored a try through Latrell Mitchell. So I saw plenty of skill. I thought it was a classic finals match. I was, I was expecting nothing less than what we saw in relation to the carnage. The sin minutes, I thought a, a couple of them were very questionable. I can see why the officials were trying to do it. They are just trying to calm the farm the best way they could. But I thought that that's what one stage when it started to flare up again, I thought if the referee called both captains in and said, OK, I've had enough, there were seven sin binnings and all, but when it got to that fifth sin binning, I would have just said, listen, the next person, they just go for the rest of the game. I don't care what the charge is, I've had enough. Um, I think we would have seen a change then, but we just kept sin binning players and it, it frustrated players. And I think at some stages it, it may have escalated the situation. So there was a lot, of, you know, a lot of feeling on the field and also a lot of emotion that was... You know, running through the veins of the fans as well. So, uh, I thought it was a classic finals match. We saw, you know, brutality. We saw great confrontation, but we saw amazing skill and tries scored as well. This week, so Friday night, Eels who who went down to the Panthers, they got the double chance, so they'll take on the Raiders, which was an impressive win, uh, even in sort of um, unlucky circumstances for Melbourne. But it was an eight-point win to the Raiders, nonetheless. Uh, how are you expecting this one to go? I don't know because it all depends on Mitchell Moses. You know, he was heavily concussed in the game against Penrith last week. He had the pre manus going, so he was frozen in time there for a while, which is which is a scary sight when you see players that are uh, suffering concussion. Uh, I'd be surprised if he passes passes any protocols this week. But um, you know, we've seen players 
that have had worse concussions play the following week. So if he doesn't play, I don't think there's any chance Parramatta, to be quite honest. Um, but if he does play, I still think there's unpredictability of of Canberra Warriors side. You, mm. you don't know what they're going to throw at you. And quite frankly, I don't think they know what they're going to throw at you, <laughs> the Canberra Raiders. And it's an exciting brand of rugby league to watch. So um, I'm going to say, say Raiders. I'm going to say the Raiders are going to beat the Parramatta Eels at Combank Stadium Friday night. Uh, and what about the uh, the sharks uh, and the bunnies? So um, th- that was that's an all time that that'll go down as a as a classic. The the sharks and cowboys. It was two v three, and then Val Holmes, who, a former shark himself, sinks them uh, in Golden Point with that field goal. Now the, the the sharks have got to go the long way around, and they've got the bunnies this week. What's your prediction? Another emotionally charged game because because that's just the way Souths play. And they're playing at Allianz, which will be, again, just full of South Sydney fans. And and Latrell Mitchell, who was one of our best players in the game, he plays up to the crowd. I love it. Uh, he's emotionally charged himself. He plays on adrenaline and emotion. That's the way he plays his best footy when he's you know, overly aggressive. And, you know, it, it sort of puts a lot of people off. It gets under the skin of a lot of people, most notably opposition players. And that's the way he plays his best rugby league. And... Um, and the Sharks have really got to get themselves off the canvas. Now, that's a not only a physically demanding game last week, 93 minutes that game, but you know psychologically and emotionally the way to lose that game last week. It'd take you a few days to get over that, and before you know it, you're playing again. So, But I expect Craig Fitzgibbon to get them off the canvas this week. They're a really good team defensively, even though last week they didn't show it, as did the Cowboys defensively, 32-30. And I, I just think they've been travelling really well, the Sharks. But I don't like their record against really good sides that have marquee players. And with Cody Walker the way he's playing and Alex Johnson the way he's playing and, and Latrell Mitchell the way he's playing, um, I think South might have a little bit too much for them. Sats, always love catching up with you, mate, and appreciate your time as always. Uh, here's hoping week two is as good, if not better, as week one. And uh, and then we're into week three where the Panthers and the Cowboys sit with a week off to watch it all unfold, mate. We'll speak to you soon. Giddy up, Sammy. Can't wait. He's a very good man, former Premiership winner in his own right, uh, former Queensland State of Origin player, Scotty Sattler, part of our NRL Nation coverage. Uh, check out sen.com.au for all the game times and how you can listen in uh, wherever you're listening right around the country on the SEN network. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.